When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone and welcome back to another breakdown. Today let's go over everything important from episode 9 of Andor. And then we'll get to my thoughts on it at the very end. So before we begin, it's very evident that this episode really drove home the idea of how inhumane the Empire is when they want something done. Bix is captured and gets interrogated by Dedra and the ISB. She's using tactics to break Bix to cooperate and reveal all that she knows about Cassian and the raid on the Empire with Luthen and everyone else. She resists, of course, from spilling the beans, and we switch to Andor in jail as his team continues to build the machine. Now, this machine, in my opinion, is something for the Death Star, and the whole reason the Empire is killing off all of these inmates, as we learn at the very end, is because Palpatine doesn't want anyone leaving with the information regarding what they are building. If word gets out that a planet killer is being constructed, uh, believe me, it'll be a lot of paperwork for Palpatine to discuss and explain this. But once he gets the planet killer in his possession and power, then he can really do whatever he wants and disband the entire Senate. Olaf is the old guy on their team and he is ready to go home soon, his shifts are almost done. But we see his old age is catching up to him and we see he's becoming a liability to the crew. We get a scene with Bix much like any interrogation scene in previous Star Wars films where they are all tortured to reveal information. And this one is no different. Personally, this one in particular reminded me of Borg Gullet in Rogue One as her mind was being tortured. The episode goes back and forth between Bix and Cassian with some moments filled with Cyril eating cereal and Mon Mothma. Now overall, the episode drove home the idea that the Empire has eyes everywhere and that they really don't care about the safety of anyone as long as the Empire gets their way, primarily the construction of the Death Star, I think. As Cassian tries to break out of jail, it reminded me of The Great Escape because he's always trying different ideas and different things and eventually realizes that nothing is going to work, at least in this episode. Bix is quite exhausted and she reveals all the information about Cassian to the Empire eventually. As we see the constant degeneration of Olaf, the team knows something is off and he's becoming a major liability for them and they're probably going to have to cover him very soon. The Senate scenes are probably some of my favorites in the show. I wish we would see some more. As we see this Senate scene, it's the same one that Palpatine and Yoda fought in during Revenge of the Sith on Coruscant, and the one that we see all throughout the prequels. Mon Mothma opposes Palpatine's new safety regulations, and we hear someone say, long live the Emperor. This was a huge plan of Palpatine's. He had made the entire galaxy hate the Jedi, even going as far as spreading the lie that the Jedi had killed senators, including Padme, and even tried to kill him 
when they came to his office. If you remember in Revenge of the Sith, the novel written by Matthew Stover and approved by George Lucas, when Mace Windu and the other Jedi enter Palpatine's office, Palpatine actually starts to voice record everything and says, how can you do this? Please don't kill me. I'm just a senator and ends up actually killing them. But of course, the video recordings are off but the sound is still available. And this is something he shows to the Senate, the very same Senate, later on at the end of the film. Well, in the novel at least. We see many of the pods turning their lights off, and I believe this means that they're not interested and not in favor of Mon Mothma's political views. Mon Mothma has a very hard time at the Senate and leaves, only to find out that Vel is in town to visit her. Cassian and the crew learn that level 2 of the prison has an issue. We find out that all of the inmates in level 2 have been eliminated and they start to freak out. Mon Mothma questions Vel on Luthen and we cut to Cassian as he talks to Kino Loy, the cell supervisor, and tries to convince him that the Empire isn't listening to them and that he needs his help to escape. Loy wants no part of this and turns around, until of course the end when we see he's ready to work with Cassian. There's a lot of jumping around in this episode between the different various characters, and I like that it's keeping things broad and not so focalized on just one person, so we get kind of a different Game of Thrones effect as we cover different storylines. The inmates realize all the men over 100 are all terminated. The whole bridge was fried. Loy tells his men to get it together and pretend that they know nothing. He does this to save them. He orders them to just treat this as another day, another shift. Because if the Empire finds out that they know level 2 was all terminated, they feel the knowledge could be used against them, and they would be terminated as well. Now of course we know that the Empire has no plans to free any inmate here who is serving their sentence, and in fact it has nothing to do with serving your sentence. They plan to terminate everybody here anyways. No one is leaving, they're here to work on the machines which probably build the Death Star's laser and then be offed. Cyril has his 100th box of cereal while his mother annoys him, and Olaf keeps on having a hard time, while Mon Mothma has lunch with Vel, with her daughter and husband present at the other side of the table. There was a bit of a comment about Vel finding a husband, and this may be a little bit difficult, as Vel, of course, has a girlfriend. So we'll see what will happen going forwards. Vel may need to pretend a little bit. Vel leaves and tells Mon Mothma that they're fighting against the dark, and that they need to continue this rebellion for the greater good of the galaxy. Cyril simps pretty hard and stalks Daedra outside of the ISB, telling her that she's given him hope to live. He comes off as quite neurotic, clingy, and desperate, and pushes for her to hear him out. She gets mad and walks away and threatens him that if he ever tries to contact her again, it'll be bad. I feel like there was some romantic tension there. I hope that they don't get together, but you never know. Tay meets with Mothma, and he informs her that he's contacted Davos Golden. Now, Davos Golden is a banker on Chandrila, and Chandrila is the same planet where Mon Mothma is from. She refers to him as a thug, and it's clear that he's done some pretty bad stuff in his time. He's probably some super rich, scummy guy that abuses his power. So it's evident that Mon Mothma will have to bend some of her ethical boundaries in order to get this rebellion up and funded. That'll be interesting to see. Dedra and the ISB discuss how the Empire found one of Krieger's men near Steergard. Krieger was a contact of Luthans who fought for Dooku's Confederacy of Independent Systems during the Clone Wars, and Saw Gerrera actually won't work with him since he called him a Sep in the last episode. Dedra and the ISB plan to make the capture of Krieger's men look like an accidental crash. This proves another point, and it kind of seems to be the theme of the whole episode, as how ruthless the Empire is to fake a man's termination in order to get the information that they want, and to of course not scare off Krieger, because they can always use him. 
The Empire truly is very ruthless and very dark. Cassian and the crew are on deck as Olaf has a stroke and they all cover for him. This leads to the climax of the episode where they get a medic, a doctor, to help him as he's dying. And the medic tells him that there's nothing that can be done. So he injects Olaf into permanent sedation and that's it. Loy and Cassian press the doctor on what happened on level 2 as they continue to find out just how callous he is, which is a representation of the Empire. The doctor reveals that one of the guys from level 3, who was supposed to be free after serving his sentence, went back to level 2 and began working again. Word got out what the Empire did and they killed the entire floor. Cassian and Loy learn that no one here is going to serve any sentence whatsoever. They're here to build and then be exposed of. Probably to avoid any word getting out of the Death Star being built for whatever was being constructed in the prison. You gotta remember the Death Star is extremely top secret. Should anyone in the galaxy know about it, word would get out and it would be extremely bad for Palpatine. And he'd probably be stripped of his title as Emperor, meaning that he would not achieve his Death Star being completed. And he wouldn't hold control over the galaxy as easily. Loy answers Cassian finally on how many guards are on each level, responding with 12. And we end the episode. So now we know that Loy is on board, he's going to work with Cassian, and they're going to try and break out of prison. I think this is a pretty exciting ending to the episode. The whole episode in general was, eh, the pacing was up and down, there were some moments that were extremely dragged out and slow, a lot of dialogue. Unnecessarily, in my opinion, I think things could have been much more concise, but the end of the episode really drove home the idea that the Empire is just a ruthless son of a gun, and they're doing some really not okay things in order to get their destructive Death Star completed. I think this really proves just how dark Palpatine's empire was. The Death Star was built on dead men. Overall, just because of this ending for the episode, I give it a 7, 7.5 out of 10. However, if it wasn't for the ending, then my rating would be much lower. Let me know what you guys thought of the episode. I hope you enjoyed the ending as much as I did. And I hope going forwards that they can really ramp up a lot of the pacing for unnecessary dialogue to be cut out and to make the show a lot more concise and fun, just like the ending of this one. Hope you all have a great day. Leave a like on this video if you enjoyed it. Check me out on Spotify for daily episodes, and I'll see you all in the next one. Until then, my fellow Jedi and Sith friends, remember, the Force will be with you, always.